0: I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at rainnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. My name is Lamor Pickholtz and I will be your host today. Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen has just reshuffled her cabinet following a loss in local elections to the opposition KMT party. This is all prelude to Taiwan's presidential election of January 2024, which will deeply influence China's relationship with Taiwan and with the United States for the next 48 years. Here to give us insight on this matter is Chase Blazek, Asia-Pacific analyst here at RAIN. Thanks for joining us today, Chase.
0: Thanks for having me, Lamar.
1: So can you start and give us a basic lay of the land of politics in Taiwan?
0: Yeah, so at its core, it's a two-party system, more or less. There's the the left-leaning DPP, or Democratic Progressive Party, and the right-leaning or more conservative-leaning Kuomintang, or KMT Party. But there are third parties that play around uh, in this, and I'll get to that in just a second. Um, for the, the first, uh, the DPP, which is the current ruling administration under Tsai Ing-wen, uh, they tend to be the uh, protector of Taiwan's sovereignty, so to speak. They have not so great of uh, relations with China. Um, and this can sometimes get in the way of their implementation of economic policy because uh, Taiwan's uh, biggest trade partner by far is China. So when you have a platform that sort of poses your party in opposition to China, that can quite naturally get in the way of economic development. Uh, the KMT, on the other hand, this opposition party, is considerably more pro-business, so that's how they pitch themselves, and relatively more pro-China compared to the DPP. Um, but because of this, they struggle to answer questions related to sovereignty uh, in Taiwan, especially of late where President Xi Jinping in China has really been pushy on this sovereignty issue. Uh, I guess more to the point has been pushy that Taiwan has no sovereignty from China, uh, the KMT has really not had a great answer for this uh, and its its default has sort of been stunned silence in responding to critics who say, how are you going to protect us from China? And then there's third parties in Taiwan, um, which it's kind of unlike the United States, where third parties are kind of vestigial. They don't really do much in the United States. In Taiwan, they, they ebb and they flow, but there's a current one, the Taiwan People's Party, that's, that's gaining in popularity. It, it's gotten up to... I think 8% of the people identify uh, as this Taiwan People's Party. or supporting this party um, as of the latest poll uh, in recently in 2023. Um, and 45% of the population identify um, as politically independent. So though there are these two parties, there are third parties and there's a large central core of the Taiwanese populace that makes it really hard to determine where elections will go. And those elections obviously influence politics with China and with the United States.
1: Thanks for that overview. Um, And can you tell us how does Beijing uh, respond to politics in Taiwan and how might this impact the 2024 election?
0: Under previous administrations, so pre-2016, Beijing has tried to sort of strong arm Taiwan into eventually moving toward negotiations on reunification, right, becoming one country. Uh, Taiwan has not responded very positively to those, but there have been comparative good and bad times in the China-Taiwan relationship since 2016. Though under Tsai Ing-wen, Beijing has basically treated Taipei like a pariah, uh, cutting off democratic—pardon me—diplomatic uh, dip- ties, cutting off economic and commercial group ties, and just trying to uh, freeze Taipei out until they kick. Tsai Ing-wen out of office even going so far as to call her government a separatist government. So they're not exactly in Beijing <laughs> doing their best to to keep those ties strong. Uh, and then there's also Xi Jinping's own rhetoric where over the past five to ten years he's made it increasingly clear that the only model in which he sees Taiwan and China ever getting along is if China governs Taiwan uh, under the one country two systems model which is the exact same way that China governs Hong Kong. And this, understandably, is terrifying to the people of Taiwan because they, as much as anybody around the world, have have seen what Beijing has done in Hong Kong, uh, subjugating that territory and throwing their autonomy, basically, Out the window over the last few years. So this promise of a one country, two systems model of governance is not exactly exciting uh, for Taiwanese people, uh, the bulk of which, again, are independent and they don't have too much of an allegiance to either of these two parties I mentioned earlier. So uh, China really can sway this election simply by being (laughs) itself or being super hawkish around times of elections. Uh, we, We saw this in 2020 leading up to that presidential election Uh, Tsai Ing-wen was not doing well in her polling numbers and her uh, DPP party lost the 2018 local elections, but then went on to win the 2020 presidential elections uh, by its largest margin ever because Beijing in the year prior did its hard crackdown on Hong Kong and further convinced the Taiwanese people they want nothing to do with that sort of model of governance. And that could similarly work out this year. There is the possibility that the new House Speaker in the United States, Kevin McCarthy, visits Taiwan. If he does so, it could prompt China to again launch live-fire military drills around Taiwan like it did following Nancy Pelosi's visit in August 2022. And if China does this, this would once again convince the Taiwanese people, well... I may not like the DPP or the KMT, but I sure as heck don't want to be under China, so I'm going to lean toward the DPP in this election. Um, but we'll see. The polls are quite split right now for how this election could go.
1: Thanks, Chase. And how might this election influence Taiwan China relations and U.S. China relations over the next four to eight years?
0: So uh, we don't know who the candidates are just yet because it's still a year out, but it's looking most likely like William Lai of the DPP will run and Hoyo Yi will run of the KMT. Um, If Lai of the DPP wins, uh, it's likely that Beijing will treat Taiwan uh, even worse than it has under Tsai Ing-wen, and that's because William Lai, in his past, has trumpeted himself as a pro-independence candidate, which is more, even farther left than Tsai Ing-wen. Now, he's backed off on that in recent years because he realizes this is not a very a palatable position to the to the bulk of the centrist taiwanese population but nonetheless beijing sees him this way as a pro-independence candidate and thus would lean more on the kinds of military coercion we've seen over the last couple of years Live fire drills, air incursions, etc., to register its dismay with Taiwan, which would of course also worsen relations with the United States, who would perceive all those signs as Beijing's increasing willingness uh, and and desire in the future uh, to invade Taiwan. Uh, Alternatively, if the KMT wins, uh, Beijing could actually treat Taiwan somewhat. And tensions could ease a bit, especially economic ties could improve, but there would still be that thorny issue of sovereignty, which the KMT has not been able to uh, reform in its platform. So if they wanted to stay in office for any lengthy period of time, they would have to answer to the Taiwanese people who say, how are you going to both get us the economic benefit of having good ties with China and protect us from getting eventually invaded by China? Um, nonetheless, a KMT presidency might uh, somewhat uh, lessen U.S.-China tensions because there would be less U.S. concern that, that China would invade Taiwan in the near term. But the, the long-term sort of strategic drivers of U.S.-China competition uh, is not going anywhere uh, no matter who wins. Um, I should add a third party win is not gonna, (laughs) not likely to happen. Um, but what they can do is shake up politics pretty severely in Taiwan. They can either throw their support behind the KMT or the DPP and thus shift the election to one of those alternative futures I just talked about, or they can split the vote as we've seen in, in previous two party systems, um, in, therefore ruin the chances of, of one party to win that election. And it's something to watch going forward because these third parties, um, as I mentioned earlier, unlike in the US, are growing in popularity as the Taiwanese populace gets sort of sick of bipartisan politics.
1: Chase, thank you so much for sitting down with us today and giving us some better understanding of this ongoing situation. Uh, we appreciate uh, all your insights.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for more. Chase Blazek is an Asia Pacific analyst at RAIN. You can hear and see him on all matter of news media channels, but you can also get direct intel updates from Chase and the RAIN analysts. Try RAIN Intelligence Briefs. Our intelligence briefs separate the signal from the noise and turn information, of which there is often too much, into actionable intelligence. Visit RAINNETWORK.com to sign up. That's
1: R-A-N-E-Network.com.